what equals success is that you are solving real problems, real obstacles, real challenges for real listeners. You're providing solutions to those people. That's how you're going to build a listenership. That's how you're going to build a subscriber base. That's how you're going to be able to build a suite of product services and communities to win at a high level. We stand today. The Business Method with a shout out. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring high-performing entrepreneurs and high-caliber people dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built seven-figure businesses that can be ran anywhere in the world. And currently, we are interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business, affect income, results, economies, and cultures, especially post-COVID. Since we moved into a post-pandemic world, the landscape has changed drastically for most business owners. We're finding out what is working for the entrepreneurs out there that have positioned themselves well to make sure their businesses thrive, succeed, and continue to experience growth in this current economy. And now... Let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. Hey, gals and pals, listen up real quick because we have something exciting to share with you. First, for you high-performing entrepreneurs out there, we've taken the most powerful tips and tricks from over 400 episodes that our guests have shared on how to optimize their own personal performance, and we've made them into digestible micro-podcast episodes that are just two to eight minutes long. These high-performance episodes are being published on Monday and Friday each week and will be labeled as HP number 1234567891010 and so on. Those episodes are live now and they're designed for you to consume some quick, high-quality content when you only have a few minutes to spare. So be sure to subscribe to the Business Method Podcast on your favorite app so you can get those delivered to you as soon as they are live. The next thing I wanted to share with you is about our private mastermind community for established entrepreneurs. If you have an established business that has good momentum and wanted to be involved in a higher level mastermind community that is curated specifically for entrepreneurs that are moving at the same speed as you with similar challenges, revenue, team size, and business niche, then we've got a group for you. Our private mastermind groups are facilitated by myself, yours truly, and my good friend Adam Anderson. Adam is a seasoned entrepreneur who's been involved in 20 plus startups over 20 years and recently had a multi-million dollar exit. I keep the members on track with their goals, productivity, and optimization, and Adam brings the vast business knowledge to the groups. Our purpose with this private community is to help you reach your business goals faster so you can remove yourself from your company and focus on bigger and better things. You can learn more about those masterminds at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash mastermind. That's thebusinessmethod.com forward slash mastermind. And now let's hop into today's episode. The Business Method. We invited the great John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire podcast to join us. John was the original podcaster to publish short daily episodes interviewing entrepreneurs, and he really helped out the podcasting world to grow, especially for entrepreneurs. John has done a fantastic job creating a seven-figure location independent 
podcast model, and he has won the iTunes Podcast of the Year in 2013. Now he is still podcasting and has published over 2,000 episodes. John hops on the mic with us today to chat about what it takes to be a podcaster in today's world. He shares about some of the things that are important when building a podcast, and he recommends many things that podcasters should not be doing. We talk about some of the best tactics to theme your podcast and how to maximize your rankings and subscribers. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast 100 of 107 figure location independent entrepreneurs with John Lee Dumas. The Business Method. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. I'm so incredibly excited and happy to have you here. How are you today? You know, Puerto Rico's sun is shining, our birds are singing, life is good. Sounds pretty good down there, my friend. So what we're doing, John, is we're interviewing 107-figure location independent entrepreneurs, and we're actually going to feature you as episode 100 because we're so close to the finish. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. And we know that freedom is very important to you. And there aren't a lot of seven figure entrepreneurs that have built location independent businesses around a podcast. I think you're one of the few. So we're going to talk about that today. And can you share briefly with the listeners about your journey of building a profitable podcast and location independent business? Yeah, my brief journey was, you know, really starting in my college years when I was an Army ROTC cadet and didn't really know what I wanted to do in the real world. But luckily, that decision was made for me because I had to go in the Army. And I spent four years as an officer, did a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq from 22 to 26, learned a lot, um, had a lot of great times and a lot of really bad times. But when I got out at 26, I was still clueless about what I wanted to do. So I spent the next six years of my life essentially trying things that I thought were going to bring me towards success, but really just brought me unhappiness, no success, no excitement, no passion. And that was a six year time frame. Like that wasn't just a day. That was six years. Um, but luckily towards the end of that six years, I was like, I need to just start to educate myself. And that was reading books, uh, or sorry. Uh, yeah, obviously reading books, but also listening to audiobooks, And that kind of led me to podcasts. And it was just this medium that I understood and I connected with and I fell in love with right away as just a consumer of these great audio podcasts. And then I realized, Hey, I'm getting so much great value from this. I'm going to go find the podcast that launches every single day that interviews an entrepreneur and shares their journey so I can learn and really speed this process up. And the show just didn't exist. I went to find it and it did not exist. And that's when I said, you know, I've been trying a bunch of things for the past six years. None of it's worked. What if I filled this void and launched a daily podcast interviewing the world's most successful entrepreneurs? Well, that was... Two thousand and twenty-two episodes ago, that was <laughs> over fourteen million dollars in revenue ago. You know, that was six years ago, and I'm still going strong. Now, did you quit your job before you launched a podcast, or was there an overlap? There was no overlap. Three months before I launched my podcast, I quit my job so I could focus completely on doing it right. I hired a mentor who was a successful podcast host herself so that she could guide me because she'd been there. She'd done that. She knew the potholes and she knew the, the ways to success as well. And that was critical in getting me to launch and then getting me success in that launch period. John, when did you really, 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 really know that you had something good with the business model podcast model? It started when I was getting emails from people saying, John, I was looking for a show like this and I'm so glad I found it. Thank you. You're going to join me on my daily commute, on my workout, on X, on Y, on Z. It just really 
fired me up that uh, other people were finding the solution to the problem that I had saw with my podcast. And so that really made me think that I was onto something and then I was seeing the listenership grow and the engagement grow and the opportunities from that grow. So it happened pretty quickly as far as getting um, actual good feedback, but it still was a ways out, you know, six, seven, eight months before significant revenue started coming in the door. Now, I... I think it took you less than a year to get a million lessons. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And that was back in 2012. Now, if somebody wanted to get a million lessons in today's podcasting world, what would you tell them to do in a year? Well, it would be harder and easier at the same time because there's a lot more listeners now, but there's a lot more podcasts now. So it's a really interesting market. And so what I would say directly that they need to do is they need to get a niche topic that they're going to dominate. And just because it's niche doesn't mean you're not going to have a big listenership. And by the way, big listenership does not equal big success anyways. What equals success is that you are solving real problems, real obstacles, real challenges for real listeners. So you're providing solutions to those people. That's how you're going to build a listenership. That's how you're going to build a subscriber base. That's how you're going to be able to build a suite of product, services, and communities to win at a high level. So niche your podcast, focus on one area that's not being served to the fullest. Just like I um, focus on the daily podcast because nobody was doing it. So that niche wasn't being filled. Uh, now that niche has been filled many, many times over. So you've got to niche down even further and say, what is the unique special void I'm going to fill with this show? Have you seen any, from your experience, any niches out there that are unfulfilled, something that the listeners may find intriguing that you could suggest? No, but on the other hand, I really haven't looked because, you know, that's just not how I spend my time, energy, and effort. But I can tell you that there definitely are plenty of niches that aren't being fulfilled. What are a lot of the podcasters doing that are that you think are mistakes when trying to build a profitable podcast? Yeah, I actually want to go back to your last question real quick, too, because I think a lot of people um, are just like, oh, I can't think of a niche. I'm not sure like what, what could be an area to go into. Guess what? Maybe one doesn't exist for you right now. But then to give a, a recent example, when cryptocurrency blew up, all of a sudden, <laughs> the people who were first movers on launching great crypto podcasts are winning big time now and are having great success with that. So the next thing is always coming. So just because you might not have your niche right now, keep your eyes open and it might be right around the corner. Um, so what was the next question? Uh, what are some mistakes that you see podcasters make when they're trying to build a pro profitable podcast? They try to um, just piggyback too much on other successful shows where they don't stand out. Like when I get interviewed in one day, like today I'm being interviewed 20 times on 20 different shows, and 18 of them are going to ask me all basically the exact same questions. And then when it comes time for my show to go live on their show and they want me to promote it, I can't because my audience has heard those answers a hundred times. But when I have that one or maybe two episodes that really be, uh, takes a unique angle, that really has a niche focus, that really gets down and dirty into areas that I haven't talked about, I'm excited and willing to share that show when it goes live because I want my audience to hear this new perspective or something about me that I haven't shared with them before. So you've really got to know at the core what your show stands for, who it serves, the problem that it's solving, and you really want to go for that unique factor. So here's a question. Has anybody else interviewed you today about building a seven-figure location independent podcast? 
negative. All right. But the day is young. The day is young. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you got the best of iTunes in 2013. Now, based on the conversation that we've been having, it kind of sounds like you may give me a different answer than I expected, and that's okay. But But the original question is, what would you tell a podcaster that wanted to hit the best of iTunes in today's podcasting world? I say you're not going to hit it because it's just the number of podcasts that are out there are so exponentially greater. Um, the the professionals have entered the game from Katie Couric to Oprah Winfrey to Tony Robbins. I mean, it's just a different ball game now. And that's not to say that, you know, that's a bad thing or scary. No, like I'm listening to shows now like on Netflix that have recently come out and they talk about podcasts all the time, like on TV shows, on movies, on reality TV podcasts, the name is on everybody's lips. You said that six, that word six years ago, nobody knew what you were talking about. So there's pros and cons to it. Just realize that that may not be a metric that you should be reaching for. If it happens, great. That just means that, you know, you are delivering an incredibly valuable podcast, but spend your time, energy, and effort on the podcast value itself, not on, you know, an award that honestly is, is pretty, um, you know, who even knows how that gets chosen. I mean, I was honored to be chosen and honestly, I felt like I deserved it back in 2013 because I had come up with a incredibly new, incredibly unique, um, really game changing show back when there weren't that many shows and that was fun. And so that was cool. But you know, if I launch entrepreneurs on fire in 2018, that it doesn't win that award. So the overall theme, obviously, is find a niche and try to dominate that niche. I'm going to keep asking you these questions about ranking because I'm still very curious about your answers. What do you see that is working in iTunes that helps to get ranked better? Any hacks that are out there working today? Um, I don't really think hacks are ever anything that people should pursue. I never have. And it's just, to me, that means short-lived and shortcut. Um, and again, that's my definition. Different people might have different definitions, and that's fine. But I think a good strategy, for sure, that people really don't employ, um, is a strategy that I'm employing right now. Why do I, a multi-million-dollar-a-year business owner, like why am I taking 15 minutes, you know, to be on this show and then 19 other shows just today? Because I know this is an incredibly valuable use of my time. Because I know that guess what, podcast listeners are listening to podcasts. So if you're hearing my voice right now, you're a podcast listener and guess what that means? That means that if you like my style, my personality, if you like the value that I'm bringing, you very likely are gonna go over to Entrepreneurs on Fire and check my show out. And so podcast listeners are podcast listeners. They don't just have one show and that's it. No, they subscribe to seven, eight, nine shows. They listen to 10, 15, 20 hours of podcasts a week. I mean, that's just the reality of things. So you need to get on more podcast episodes if you want to grow your ranking because guess what? Ranking is a direct re, um, a direct result of you growing your subscribership. And right now, people that are listening to the show um, that like my stuff, that go subscribe to Entrepreneur on Fire is going to help my ranking. And people that are listening right now and don't like my stuff, you're not going to hurt my rating, uh, my ranking by not going over and subscribing. So it's just a win-win. John, what are some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to these days? 
I listen to The Indicator, which is a very short Planet Money podcast. It's like six to eight minutes long about um, something in the economy that's really interesting, and that's a daily show, which I really like. I'm listening to The Newsworthy, which is like another quick-hitting six-minute show just about like the latest and current events because that's the only way that I get news. I never watch TV with the news. I never go to any blogs or websites or anything along those lines at all. Um, But this show kind of keeps me relevant, so I know at least a little bit about what's going on in the world. Um, I love the podcast, How I Built This, which is um, just some really in-depth interviews with some of the top entrepreneurs. I mean, like we're talking to the top, the top entrepreneurs in the world. Um, So it's really interesting to hear kind of those real in-depth conversations about their story. You just realize, man, these people are just, they're so human. They are so human. (laughs) Um, And I love Amy Porterfield's podcast, um, Online Marketing Made Easy. She just, she's really somebody that spends a lot of time preparing for each episode and that's the quality within and that's where I want to just stress to people that are listening right now is you know if you are are looking for hacks or for shortcuts or for you know this that or that you're much better off spending your time making your show better don't just hit the record button and talk prepare your show make it great because I can tell you Amy Porterfield's show gets shared so much of like oh my god you have to listen to Amy's last show you don't hear that about most podcasts because most podcasts don't deserve that accolade Mm. uh, but Amy's does that's a really good point I want to ask you quickly about location independence and what it has really meant for you so being that you've built a seven-figure location independent business what are some of the opportunities that you may have taken advantage of or that you're going to take advantage of because you have that location independence we live in a beautiful diverse world i mean i i launched entrepreneurs on fire in maine i took the business to san diego where i was at for a couple of years then we moved down to Puerto Rico. We've been down here for a couple of years. Kate and I are doing a 65-day European trip where, where we'll be in 17 countries over the course of those those two months. And guess what? We'll be running the business. I mean, we're not going to be you know spending six hours a day in the business. We'll be spending you know one to three hours probably at most um, just keeping the wheels going on the business. But it, I, I'm able, you know, if I need to jump on a quick episode uh, interview and or record a quick episode, I'm able to do that from wherever there's a decent internet connection. You know, if I need to write an email or if I need to respond to a you know, social media post, you can do all these things wherever you're at. So there's just no longer this black and white of, okay, <clears throat> you're at work or you're not at work. Like at work, you can get stuff done. When you're not at work, you can't get anything done. And now it's just, Whenever you want to make stuff happen, you can. Okay, my friend, I think we're going to wrap up there. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for giving us your time and wisdom. We really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Take care. And listeners, we want to thank you once again for spending some time with us, and we will catch you on the podcast next time. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.